Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. The Boston Celtics ran the Miami Heat off the floor in Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Final. The San Francisco 49ers have had more questions than answers this offseason. And the Golden State Warriors should be listed among the best teams ever in any sport. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Sports Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. There are roller coaster series, and then there are series where every game feels like a blowout and every game feels like a referendum on the series. The Boston Celtics in game four get a 102 82 win in what has been a, just an absolute bonkers back and forth series. John Corrales from Locked On Celtics joins me now. And, and, and John, why are the Heat and, and the Celtics seemingly metaphysically incapable of playing a normal, decent, close game? I don't know, man. It feels like every game there's, <laughs> there's enough talent on the floor for five people at a time, and that's it. Like there's, uh, and, and tonight it went to the Boston Celtics, and, and a couple of nights ago it went to the Miami Heat. It's hard to, it's hard to explain um, I mean, there are little things from here, you know, here and there, you know, Marcus Smart was out, but Derek White stepped in and played really, really well. Uh, Miami came out cold. They missed a ton of makeable shots. I mean, I, the Celtics defense was great, but really Miami missed a ton of makeable shots as well. And they got the Celtics got enough from Derek White. They got enough from Jason Tatum to to really extend that lead out really, really quickly. And it's just it's hard once you go down by 17 and it's an 18 one run it's hard to just play your normal offense, uh, especially when you don't have a, you know, full compliment when you're Miami, no Tyler hero and guys seem to be beat up. So I don't know, man, just can, you know, talk to me where you talk to the lockdown, you guys, you just shrug and say, okay, we'll take it. Yeah, no, no, no question about it. I mean, the boss is not going to apologize. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler three for 14 in this game, just six points. When at, at various points in, in this series, he has looked at like, you know, one of the, what, six to eight best players in basketball. Um, but but the Heat actually outshot Boston from three, 14 of 36 for, for Miami compared to eight for 34 from Boston. How was, how was Boston able to dismantle the Heat so thoroughly, despite the fact that they didn't really shoot great from anywhere on the floor? Yeah, I mean, free throws were the big difference, honestly. Um, you look at that free throw, uh, I don't have it off the top of my head. But it was like 32 yeah, to 8. 32 of 38 like for Boston, 8 of 14 for the Heat. So an enormous disparity. There you go. That's just an enormous, right, right. And, and you know, Miami's a team that tends to foul anyway. But, and, and look, this wasn't a ton of shooting fouls. It was a lot of, you know, slap downs. They got, for once, the Celtics got into the penalty and took advantage of it. That's been something that they haven't been able to do, but Miami slapped and was just sloppy. And, you know, Tatum did a great job getting in there and, and drawing fouls. And those things just piled up. Once you get into the penalty, that that's why you're supposed to be aggressive, get to the rim and draw these fouls. Because after that foul, you just start sitting there at the line and it's boring basketball, but those free throws pile up. And then that's what keep the Celtics 20 plus points ahead of Miami. 
So as we try and look forward to game five with the series tied uh, at two, two, this is a best of three series. Now, how, how are we supposed to have any feel for where this, this series is going to go next, John? No, we don't. No one knows what's <laughs> happening next. No clue. Don't ask me that. This series, you're going to ask me what's going to happen next. I have no idea. Um, like, it really, for the Celtics, it's about taking care of the ball. They limited their turnovers in this game. Miami is a good half-court team. And when you don't have Tyler Hero coming off the bench, that kind of limits your ability to get a Bam out of bio going because they have a nice little pick-and-roll chemistry. And if Jimmy Butler's 100%, that certainly hurts their chances as well. But if Boston, if they can simply limit the turnovers and work the ball around, and, and if Robert Williams can stay healthy, can you know, got to mention that. Robert Williams being healthy is a huge deal for the Celtics in this one. If he can you saw him give the Celtics a ton of second chances even when they weren't shooting well he kept possessions alive and he gives them an outlet for lobs when they get into trouble it's just so huge thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen coming up the 49ers don't seem to have a plan for their starting quarterback and their star wide receiver is nowhere to be found so what's going on in San Francisco Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. How about we look at some futures surrounding those 49ers? Their win total over under paints the picture of a team with less turmoil. Bet Online likes the 49ers' talent and has their win over under at nine and a half. The 49ers have the second best odds to win the NFC West. Bet Online likes them at plus 215, which is right behind the Rams at plus 135. And oh, yeah, the Rams are the defending Super Bowl champions. And their playoff odds? are very much in favor of making it to the postseason. Bet Online has the 49ers minus 200 to make it to the playoffs. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. NFL owners are afraid of setting a dangerous precedent in removing one of their own, but reports are they're counting votes if and when the time comes. According to Albert Breer from the Monday Morning Quarterback, Owners are readying themselves for the results of former Securities and Exchange Commission Chair Mary Jo White's investigation into the Washington Commanders. Albert Breer says that one executive told him, we'd have to know a lot more than we do now. Okay, get ready for that report because it will tell us how high the bar the owners are willing to set, or low, depending on your point of view, in the removal of another owner. The Tampa Bay Lightning have swept the Florida Panthers. The best regular season for the Florida Panthers in their franchise's history is unable to produce in the postseason. What is up, guys? This is Armando Velez from the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, and the Florida Panthers lose by a final score of 2 to nothing in Game 4 at Emily Arena, and they have been swept by their cross-state rivals, Tampa Bay Lightning. And... This was a series that was really over after game two, after playing an almost 60-minute game and then the heartbreak that was in game two. And it carried over to game three where the Florida Panthers continued to struggle on the power play. The Tampa Bay Lightning were just getting in any passing lane, shooting lane, not making it difficult on Andre Vasilevsky and the few opportunities that the Florida Panthers did have on Vasilevsky. He was able to finish the job and not allow anything get past him. And it proved with a 49 of 49 performance for Vasilevsky 
tonight for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So once again, they haven't found out a way to figure him out in the postseason. Not many teams have. That's why they're the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. So it's back to the drawing board for the Cats. They have an offseason to talk about with not much high draft capital and very cap space to try to run it back next season. So those are a lot of questions that the Florida Panthers do have ahead of them going into the offseason. And the New York Yankees are mired in their first losing streak of the season after falling to the Orioles. This is Stacey Gautzulius of Locked On Yankees, and it took until May 23rd for the Yankees to have their first three-game losing streak of the season. I feel like pouring one out right now. It also took until May 23rd for Garrett Cole to get his first loss of the season. Considering how bad his first three starts were, that's pretty impressive. And this was a strange start for Cole, because if you look at some of the numbers in his line, you would have thought that he would have won the decision, because eight innings, awesome. No walks, also awesome. 11 strikeouts, fantastic. But he also gave up five runs on seven hits. Aaron Judge hits two more home runs against the Orioles because he likes doing that. Maybe he can somehow talk his teammates into also doing that so the Yankees can win a game again because I kind of miss them winning. Here is another story you need to know. The San Francisco 49ers head into OTAs with plenty to sort out from quarterback questions to star receiver Mending offenses that may need to be done. Joining me now from Locked On 49ers and, of course, the Peacock and Williamson show, Brian Peacock. And and Brian, let's start with the quarterback part of this. Jimmy Garoppolo still on the San Francisco roster, but the assumption is at this point, and look, we know what happens when you assume, right, uh, that Trey Lance is going to be the starter this season. What kind of timeline are we looking at for a resolution to this Jimmy Garoppolo business? Well, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. So June is when he's supposed to be starting to be cleared for throw. So so when, once he can throw, then that's a big hurdle for him, right? And then fully cleared to play some point in July. So before camp and, you know, maybe post June 1st when things happen with salary caps around the league, maybe that all starts to make some sense. And then maybe we'll start to see some some movement with Jimmy Garoppolo, whether it's trade or whether it's him being outright released by the 49ers. And according to Albert Breer in his Monday morning quarterback article the 49ers have been in in great communication with jimmy g the whole time and the plan is still to trade jimmy so we'll see if that happens post june 1st is when i think we might really start to see something with jimmy once he throws once teams can see him once he could pass a physical and who knows what some other teams might have seen with their current and there's some poor quarterback groups in the nfl during otas and mini camps and things maybe they might rethink it and think you know what let's go call uh, a team about a quarterback that we know we can at least win some games with because uh, to be honest with you there's a few teams out there that won't win games with their current quarterbacks that's true and and at the same time some teams have convinced themselves already that either that doesn't matter or that that's not true even if you and i agree that it might yes. be true I'm, I'm thinking about a part- uh, particular pacific northwest team in the 49ers division that's so that's that's why i think that's probably the biggest reason why the 49ers don't want to just cut jimmy g because he's going to direct uh, Pete carroll that is going to call Donnie immediately, Jimmy Garoppolo's agent, or Donnie will call Pete Carroll first thing, you know, John Schneider <laughs> up there at the Seattle Seahawks. And I don't think the 49ers want to see Jimmy G in Seattle, but it's the most natural fit. And Pete Carroll loves bringing in former 49ers players. So uh, that's one of the most natural fits. And I think the 49ers might really 
want to control not so much where Jimmy G ends up, just that that's that one team is not where he ends up. Yeah, not to control where he ends up, but to control where he does not end up. Yes. Seems like it is part of the calculation here. And and to be fair, the number of teams looking for a starting quarterback has dwindled because there could be some teams that have talked themselves into whatever rookie that they took, although most of these rookies are not going to be in line to start. But there are a lot of teams that feel like they have good plans at starting quarterback, even if, again, you and I might disagree with the uh, the intelligence of those plans. Let's pivot here to the Debo Samuel of it all because he will not report to OTAs. He has formally requested a trade, but he was not moved pre-draft, which seemed like the most logical time to move him if the 49ers were going to move him. So again, I ask you a timeline question. What is the timeline on some sort of resolution or even just movement when it comes to Debo Samuel and the 49ers? Yeah, well, I think we got to talk agents once again, because clearly I think they were playing the handbook that Hollywood Brown, that A.J. Brown played with the same agent, and they both got moved uh, on draft day, actually. So I, I think that's the idea is if your client's not a free agent, especially with the A.J. Brown situation, I think Debo, you know, drafted in the same round the same year as A.J. Brown, and, and both of them had, you know, some very good uh, seasons leading up to not being free agents, the way you can make your client a free agent is to get their current team to allow you to seek a trade. And now you're talking to multiple teams. And so then you can sort of make that happen and get your client the $25 million they're looking for. So um, the fact that the 49ers uh, swatted down those trade attempts by certain teams, including the New York Jets, I think that was the leverage play by Debo's side. And I think that is clearly over now. And if Debo wants a deal, he's got one team he can talk to, and it's the San Francisco 49ers. And I really think that deal is going to get done at some point, just like it did with Fred Warner last offseason. Uh, just before training camp in July, he signed the biggest deal that a, tie, that a linebacker has ever signed. The year before that, George Kittle signed the biggest deal a tight end had ever signed in July right before training camp. And some of those negotiations, Kittle talked about it later, were a little bit contentious. So the 49ers aren't afraid of giving out money, and they love Debo, and they've said they've allotted some money. Now, maybe that money's a little bit more now than what they thought it was going to be in January before the Christian Kirks of the world signed their deals and some other guys. But with a lot of these wide receiver contracts, you can go look at the contract. You look at the last year that clearly – uh, someone like Tyreek Hill is not going to see $40 million in the last year of his deal. So is it really $25 million per year or is it more like $21 million per year? So that's probably the fight going on with the 49ers. But I think they'll figure something out, even if they have to add some funny money to the end of that contract. Coming up, the Golden State Warriors have been a model of playoff success and should be considered amongst the very best teams of all time in any sport, at least if the Lockdown Warriors host has anything to say about it. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players, and now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or the under. For example, points in basketball, hits, strikeouts in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to put into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. Those odds, you are not going to find other places so if you feel good about what you're betting on and if you're going to bet you should feel good about it why not do it at sleeper go we have a group you can go and join it locked on sports today sleeper.com slash locked on sports today and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars who doesn't want free money again go to sleeper.com slash locked on today and you'll get a hundred dollar deposit match on that first deposit terms and conditions apply see sleepers terms of use for details 
I love brownies. But you know what can be even better than brownies is brownie batter. Sometimes I'll eat a brownie or two's worth of batter, just the batter, before you even put them in the oven. Just the spoon, the spatula, the beaters, all that stuff. Oh my goodness, it's the best. Imagine if you could lick the spoon and get some protein. Well, you're in luck because Built has a new creation and this one is better than ever. The brownie batter puff, you heard me right. This puff takes protein bars to a whole new level and they're available right now at Built.com. Have you tried the puffs yet? And if you haven't, what are you waiting for? Protein infused marshmallow covered in 100% chocolate, high protein, high fiber, but low in calories, low in net carbs, not full of sugar, even though they taste incredible. They taste like candy bars, plus collagen protein, which the body absorbs more efficiently. So we're talking about something that is good for you that tastes amazing. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. The Golden State Warriors are in perfect position to win the Western Conference Finals and advance to the NBA Finals. Cyrus Satsas of Locked On Warriors believes this franchise should be considered among the very best of all time in any sport. I want the Warriors to have the same respect that Tom Brady has, that, that you know, uh, early 2000s Lakers had, that the Spurs had, the almost that the Bulls had, that the, the 80s, early 90s Niners had. I do think the Warriors deserve that level of respect. I do. They win when they've been fully healthy. They've won every single postseason series they've ever been in. That's not subjectivity, folks. That's a fact. Steve Kerr is 19-1 and in postseason series when his team wins the first game. And the one series they lost, Draymond Green was suspended in Game 5 when they were up 3-1. The core is in their early 30s. That's not old. Chris Paul is 37. That's old. That's older. Cyrus is my guy. But we got to pump the brakes a little bit because historical greatness is about a couple different things. Either you are so dominant when you played that it was inevitable. And the Warriors with Kevin Durant felt that way. And they won two titles that way. That team was historically great and I think you can make the case that one of those two teams pick one they were both incredible they were some of the best teams we've ever seen in professional basketball up there with the Michael Jordan Bulls up there with the Bill Russell Celtics pre-Kevin Durant they won a title and then won 73 games and came up short blowing a historic lead in the finals to me that part of it makes this all difficult to put them in that upper echelon, right? Also, the Kevin Durant piece of this, this right now, this version of the Warriors, it's Steph, Clay, and Draymond. But the version without Kevin Durant, as we stand here today, has one title. Imagine if the Tom Brady Patriots 
had one title and then with Bill Belichick, they won five more. You couldn't call the non-Belichick Patriots dynastic. You couldn't call them all-time great. So right now, they have just the one title. That is problematic in this discussion. What's more is last year, they had Steph Curry and Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Hurt. They couldn't get in the mix. Understanding that Clay Thompson is a big part of this team's success, they have not sustained it over time. Now, if they go out and win the title this year, and that group has the pair of titles plus the Kevin Durant titles, and you can say, okay, over the last 10 years, this team has been as dominant as any team in the modern era of basketball has been, which would be true if they do it. Then we can start having that conversation. But until then, until then, the 73-win loss hangs over this team, and it is going to be difficult to overcome. And the fact that they teamed up with Kevin Durant because of a salary cap anomaly, and then that fell apart in part because Kevin Durant didn't want to be there anymore, that all matters too. So un until they become the Patriots in over 20 years are the most successful franchise in the league, or the Spurs, where every season, and there's multiple iterations, and they win titles in in four or five different kinds of ways, it seems. Until they do that, we got to pump the brakes on these kinds of discussions. And finally, while the rest of the NFL owners are quietly awaiting the results of the White investigation, the Washington Commanders paid more than $100 million for land in Woodbridge, Virginia. The Commanders have plans to build a new stadium, one that would be 23 miles from Washington, D.C., have a dome roof, and seat 60,000 fans. They're also planning an outdoor amphitheater, shops, restaurants, and residential developments. It would appear the only team not worried about the investigation results in the Washington Commanders is the team being investigated. We also know that 23 miles from D.C., anyone who's ever driven through D.C., driven on the Beltway, knows that 23 miles, that could be two hours. If you're, if you're doing it at the wrong time of day. A Monday night game? Forget about it. You're, you're just not making it to the game on time. Sorry. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA. From the first jump ball of the play-in tournament to the last possession of the finals, Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Coming up tomorrow, will the Warriors land the final blow to Luka Doncic and the Mavericks? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today.